sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe. Welcome back to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast. I'm your founder and host, Nicole Christofferson. And in this episode, we have a female entrepreneur who reached out to me, who I met through the Women of Austin, and Winnie Griffin with Elevated Community has come to join me today. And we have been preparing for this episode and just catching up. And I can't wait to hear where this episode goes for our listeners. So Winnie, tell a little bit about yourself and- yeah. And what we're here to talk about today. Oh my goodness. So I like to start with the fact that I am not your average human being. And by not your average, that means I just do whatever I want to do. Um, it's the gift that I've had since childhood. Let that fear down. Yep. And go. Yep. Yep. Um, I've been really big on if I want to see something change in my life or in the world around me, then I will take a step and do it. So I've been in many places and many roles and I've done so many things in my 33 almost years of life. Um, and yeah, so bringing back here. We're like, what are the top yeah. two things that come to mind? I know you can't Ooh. list them all, but let's just get oh vulnerable. Goodness. Like, what are the top two things like that you've experienced or steps or journey in your journey? I think the the first one is I went against the grain of all the stereotypes of Mexico and went by myself for an extended period of time. And I was like in the jungle by myself with people I had no idea. And it wasn't like expats. It was like local people. Um, so that was huge for me. It changed my life so much. Um, what you gained from that community. What I gained from that community. First thing I thought. Yep. What I gained from like seeing people in their own natural element and instead of trying to change it or instead of trying to get people to serve me, just like immersing myself in and just being an observer. But seeing a culture. Yep. I, I feel like we learned so much by immerse, like immersion and immersing ourselves in other cultures. I yep. studied abroad in my 20s and I felt like what I gained from that is something I want to have my children experience earlier on and we've talked about it in past episodes but that's amazing yeah and that was just one thing you decided you wanted to experience and put yourself in that environment yeah to learn and grow from it yeah um and then during my adult college days because I'm a non-traditional college graduate with when I was older with kids already um I took a year off of work and used like all of my student loans and refunds so I could go to conferences for the entire year. So I found all the free conferences and I just went to anything that sounded good that I was like, I have no idea what this means and I probably should. I was there. So it was like the really crazy thing. With Put yourself it. around the people you wanted to learn and grow to become. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. And forget sitting in a classroom. Let's get out and put myself around these entrepreneurs and these business people. And these. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Had no idea what any of that was. I'm like small town country girl and... No clue about the world outside of the, the little place that I was from. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So you had a sense of adventure from an early age. Yes. And your life's been an adventure. And that's kind of what my family always talks about. Um, our most recent journey of relocation. Like we decided to make our life an adventure. And some people don't ex understand why we don't do things traditionally or why we're always on the go. And we're, yes, people to an extent of saying yes to what we want to experience in our life mm -hmm. um, and with each other. And we do it together. You know, and life is an adventure. And I think when you become really comfortable in yourself, yeah. right? Answering those hard questions about your why and who you want to be and, and who you want to grow to be, you know, because you're constantly reaching for your dreams and goals. I mean, they, they are always evolving. Yeah. Right. That's so powerful. So that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, listen here, youth ambassadors, get out, put yourself in environments and communities and chamber events and things like that don't wait till there's an age accepted 
um, stereotype that goes along with it. They will welcome you. They will lift you up and you will in turn, at least take one thing away from being in those, you know, corporate experiences or those, you know, embeds. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think a lot of us think like our age makes us the underdog or our education status or back family background. We think it makes us the underdog. But when you step into the places where people are doing stuff, mm -hmm. they actually love to see you of all people there. Yep. The one who's like, I have no idea what's going on in this space. I'm here to learn. I showed up. I showed up. I showed up for myself yep. and I showed up for this event to learn whatever it's supposed to teach me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, stereotypes with school and stuff. Let's talk about it. I mean, so many people go to school and do the traditional route. I mean, I'm one of them. You know, went to private school my whole life, went on to college, did my undergrad, got amazing grades, got checked off my master's and did my bucket list. And I can't say I don't use my education. I am not in the same field that I got my degrees in. Um, but I definitely do apply my education background and my literacy major to my business, yeah. you know, so, and I am grateful for that, you know, so being untraditional leads you on a different adventure, but it's your adventure as long as you know who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. It opens up the world. So young mother, mm -hmm. crazy adventurer, mm -hmm. open-minded. I mean, I definitely have to say, like, you are so open-minded to just jumping into things and change, and you're still pouring into people and sharing those experiences day in and day out. Um, you wrote a book. Like, let's talk about this. Mother of three, 33 years old, jumping into all the different little adventure buckets that, you know, her heart guides her to. Um, what was it like writing a book? I want to really, I want you to talk about the book, but before we get to the book, like, when you decided to write a book, what was your process? Like, how many hours did you write during the day? Was it a compilation over a few years? Like, tell me about that. Yeah. Initial starting process. The initial, initial starting yeah. process. I started writing when I was 17 years old. Really, when I was in first grade, my first book was Wayne. Uh, Wouldn't it be lovely? That was my first book. And it was like lakes and stuff. And, you know, just a little at home piece that stayed in the closet in the box, the boxes. That's so um, But I've been wanting to write a book since I was a teenager, like a full blown book. And life had so many hurdles that it was just like, yeah, right. You, uh-huh, okay. Um, but when I decided to write this book, it was last year, and I think it was like November, and I, I was in a corporate job. I was working for a consulting firm, and um, I just knew, I was like, this is not gonna work. Like, I was dying, like, working on six and seven days a week, Yeah. and I got three kids, and I'm a single mom, and it was just like body pains, just like, just feeling like I cannot do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm it was taking more than it was giving. Yeah, it was taking more than it was giving. <laughs> and I knew I was like, I feel like I'm like not going to have this job in February, which is so interesting. I kept feeling like that. Um, maybe it's self-fulfilling prophecy because it actually happened. But Manifestation. Um, yeah. Call that manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful both directions. It is. Before. Yeah. But I just decided, I was like, you know what? If there's any time to start making your dreams come true, it's right now. You're making really good money. Like, you know, you have your business on the side and... Why not? Why not do it? So I called up one of my friends who is a writing coach and I was like, hey, I'm ready to write a book. And, you know, it took us a while to like process everything and figure out what are we even writing about. Yep. Um, and then I was just sitting there. I think it was January. I saw it. I'm like, I mean, you just can't do it anymore. Like I'm writing about people pleasing. I'm writing about authenticity. I'm writing about being yourself because my biggest struggle has been being myself as much as I'm adventurous. Like I struggled to like really be me, like shifting, changing, all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the evolution, the balance. Yes. The actual process for me, um, it was 
kind of tough. Kind of like because you have three children. Like, are you are you time blocking and writing in the evening? Are you turning your journaling and morning hours into it? Are you sitting with a coach and only writing with a coach? Like, there's so many ways to imagine how that fits in yeah the process no I didn't time block <laughs> no I didn't it was more like you know I would get on a call with my coach and we would outline and we figure out you know what are we going to do next and then it was like okay fly along little bird and get it done and when I see you next time this 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 and this are what should be done and I would cram it all into a day or two days um, we call it like, yeah. when, like in, in our, my real estate business, I was like, always like, it just depends on what hat, like, I don't have my hat on. I don't have that hat on right now. Like it's not fueling me. So I have to wait till the day that that is on my mind and yeah. in my heart. And I can't jump into marketing and plan ahead and think about all these innovative things. If I'm, you know, busy with, you know, the present, it just, I can't pull myself out of that. And so I have to wait till the moments come. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I could see that being like one full day. Like you're, that's it. It's like being sick, you're like, that's it. I'm sick. I'm calling an outfit, and I'm writing. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I was writing everywhere. Um, I was like, I'd be at work, paper, pencil, typing. Um, very interestingly enough, I tried typing and I couldn't make it past the first chapter. Yeah. So I had to pull out my voice recorder. Okay. And do it that way, as if I was having a conversation with somebody, because that was the only way I could get all those thoughts flowing like clearly mm -hmm. um but definitely not typing so while i was at work i'd be there with my voice recorder and i'd be just talking about like oh my god this is an idea that comes up and i'm speaking that into this voice recorder and then sending it over to my assistant i'm like hey transcribe this from like yeah. you know get this dictation yeah I use, I use that a lot too now i love dictation oh my goodness um, and I was get distracted by the backspace to fix my typos. Yeah, <laughs> everything, grammar, punctuation. I was like back, I'm like writing, trying to write on the computer and type and things. Business hacks, use dictation. Use dictation, please. Business hack number one. <laughs> There's a button on your computer and you can change the settings to where you can do dictation on your laptops. Yeah. If you're not already. Yep. Please yeah. use it. Otherwise, <laughs> if you're somebody who gets caught in the perfectionist habit, um, or maybe you get caught in the what would my college grammar, like, you know, you know, comp teachers say, then you're going to be sitting there instead of focusing on getting the actual meaty part of the work done, yeah. you're going to be like, oh, this comment stuff, like, this looks so ugly. Oh my God, this word doesn't make sense. And yeah. I couldn't do it to myself. So I was like, so you found your, mm -hmm. your way, your sources. My sources. Yeah. Beautiful. Yep. Wrote three different manuscripts and scrapped them all. And it was the half that won. And knowing that you needed to start over. Yeah. Because you'd have more to get out. Was that's knowing that is very powerful. Yep. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. So the book released when? It released in March, the end of March of this year. So six months ago on my birthday, which is the 30th of this month. Oh yes. That's amazing. Um, you can find her book if you go to Winning with Winnie, um, at Winning with Winnie on Instagram and in her link tree. She has a link there for her book. And um, let's let's tell them the title. Let's talk about kind of the, your main takeaways from the book. Yeah, absolutely. So the title is When You Just Can't Do It Anymore, A Guide to Becoming More of Yourself and Less of a People Pleaser to Everyone Else. And the main takeaway is you got to understand who you are first, right? Establish who it is that you are. Figure out who it is that you want to be in this life. 
And then start touching on that over yeah. time because your why evolves too. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that your why evolves, you evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, what worked for you when you were 25 is not going to work for you when you're 35 and not going to work for you when you're 50. And, you know, and we do this exercise with my team all the time. Like mm-hmm. I have them watch the, the TED Talk, the Simon Sinek TED Talk about finding your why. And, yeah. um, and we touch back in on what our why is before we do our business planning. And we touch back in on our disc assessments because that changes. We evolve too as business owners. So, yeah. So, okay. So love it. You know, being authentic to you, being authentic to you, really paying attention to who you are, really, you know, tuning into self, which a lot of us are tuned out Um, or constantly comparing ourselves. Yeah. That is a huge part of our everyday interaction is comparison to others, you know, whether it's social interactions or technology and social media or business peers you know we're constantly comparing ourselves so we got to let that go always and i talk about that but do a comparison yeah um it's a big thing for me and that's what we're real i'm really trying with my children and modeling it with our youth ambassadors that if you collaborate there is no competition you are all unique like we don't need to fight over our differences we need to build each other up and learn from one another you know like it's that's a life skill that you don't need to wait until your secondary education or till adulthood to figure out. Right. Yeah. Right. So along with that is also understanding your social networks and your social circles. Um, some of us can get first or get trapped in like what I like to call the day ones, right? Your day ones. These are the people who they were there in the beginning when you were young, when you didn't really have a choice because it was your environment. Um, so this like high school friends, you know, maybe people that you met in your college years or your early years who, before you were doing anything of any significance or so you thought they were there with you. And then your day twos are like the people who like their traditional life people yeah, yep. before your adventure starts, right. Yep. Before you start setting your path. Yep. And then you've got the people who come after that, right. These are the people who it's like me and you sitting here, right. This is something I've manifested. It's like people who are on a different wavelength and, they're moving in a direction that is filled with self-exploration, like adventure, empowerment, empowerment. Yep. All of those things developing personally and professionally um, and letting that be the continuous cycle. And so uh, I talk a lot about understanding your social circle, understanding, you know, how to essentially not separate yourself from people, but love people from a distance who need to be loved from a distance. And then also get closer to people who they're really good for your life, whether that be a season, whether that be for the rest of your life, um, which is huge. Cause I feel like, I think so many of us get trapped in having the wrong people around us. Sometimes we outgrow relationships. You are who you surround yourself with. And I apply mm-hmm. that to a lot of different experiences in life, you yeah. know, and you do, you have seasons with people. Yep. I have friends through my relocation that I used to go to the farmer's market with every weekend. And we had a lot of stuff in common and through my relocation and through me having a family and I'm not, it just, it was a season and I'm not going to fight to keep it. Right. right. Like I know that if they ever need anything and called me, I'd pick up the phone and there's just different seasons. And I have friends from decades ago that are like sisters to me and we could pick up where we left off at any point in time. But yeah. And I got a whole new group of women entrepreneurs and community and families and friends that I've met in the last two and a half years here. So yeah, that holds true, you know, and I think you got to be open to meeting new people and growing into new seasons in your life too, by always staying authentic to who you are taking care of you. Yeah. So I'm, I want to keep going on the book, like tell our listeners a little bit more, because then I have a question for you about, you know, how you take care of you. Okay. It's the same thing. So now, our young audience needs to hear, you know, that 
commonality yeah. that people have and how they take care of themselves. Yeah. Starts with you. So it does 100%. So yeah, having people know their whys, having people really be true to who their community is and keeping good community around them. Yep. And yeah, understanding how to reframe those negative looking and ugly seeming seasons in life. That's big. A lot of us get caught in, you know, the season where we were down and it was like, that defines me. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't define you in the way that you think it does. Instead, if you really look at it, there's so much opportunity for growth. There's so much opportunity for you to really ask yourself, is this what I want? There's so much opportunity for you to make big shifts in those ugly seasons and for you to be the difference. No one learns. No one learns from getting it right every time. No. No, you don't, you don't learn from getting it right. You learn from getting it wrong. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's 100% the Geiger in Europe and knowing that that evokes change in you, a different focus, a different preparation method, you know, um, a different guide or resource. So I totally agree with you. Um, you and I, I'm sure say no to things, but you probably don't have to say no to as many things in life. If you're surrounded by the right people and you're set up for success and you're following your routines and doing stuff like that, but saying no is really hard for people when creating change. Mm-hmm. You know, like what it saying no to yourself when you're like, gosh, I've always done that, but that's not serving me right now. Yeah. That's the most powerful thing I feel like for society, for our youth ambassadors and for people to utilize and not feel like it's a negative thing. Right. You're leaving better space for more productivity or for yourself by just turning things down at times, correct? Yeah. And yeah. it feels good yeah. when you finally like build up that courage muscle to say no to people and to say no to things, including yourself. Yeah. It's like, oh, that felt so good. Like, oh my God, now I feel so much power like flowing through me, you know, just to set the boundary and to understand my yes should be my yes. Like it, it's got to be something that I know this is a, a yes to. Yeah. And my no needs to be my no. Where it's like, I don't want to do it. And I'm not going to apologize if I say no anymore. Right. I was a chronic apologetic person. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm just like, that word is overused, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, of course, like you're allowed to choose a different path or choose not to do something one day. Or you know what I mean? There's nothing negative. The negative connotation with no is, is, Debilitating. Yep. Debilitating for some. So, well, I love it. I love that you're a young mom. I love that our audience is listening to that. Um, and you serve so many people um, with elevated community and your coaching and using your life's experiences from a very young age. I mean, yes. So learning how to say no is so powerful and, you know, using it without being apologetic too, right? It may be no to create space right now, whereas it's a yes, you know, a few days down the road because you've, you know, made space for that. Um, making space and choosing your path and letting your heart guide you has brought you to serve others. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's talk about your reset or, you know, your upcoming service that you're going to be doing. Cause I think it's so admirable and I'm so honored to have you here to be able to talk about that. So you share with our audience. Definitely the first place that I'm talking about this in this capacity. I know. Thank you. Um, Thank you for opening up and talking to our listeners about it. Of course. So my secret, no longer a secret once this airs, (laughs) (laughs) next phase in life is serving in our military and our army, um, specifically for the Texas National Guard. And it's first of all, I've always wanted to serve in the military. It's me, tier. My parents are veterans. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. 
I come from a line of veterans too. My brother, my dad, my grandfather, my great great grandfather. Like we go all the way back to. Oh my God! I'm is that what? No, I know. Is that what inspired you to do it? It is. And the more that I learned about my family history, the more I was like, this makes me want to go even more. I have, you know, my my grandfather who settled in Texas almost 200 years ago with my grandmother. He he served in the Civil War and he was on the Confederate side with Alabama and he fought with Georgia, got wounded, all kinds of things. And I'm like, wow. And then he came to Texas, established a life that we have where like. We got to grow up like little free people, right? Just running around on acres and not knowing the difference between being little country bumpkins and city kids. Um, but just looking at my family history, my dad served in Vietnam, which is a big deal. Um, my brother served, like he made, I think he went to like Dubai or something. He was, he was light serving. Okay. He made it in a light serve. Um, but just thinking about how my family has been serving in all of the most important wars and the fact that I've, I've always been a daddy's girl. I was like my daddy's like little boy. They thought I was gonna be a boy. He was like, <laughs> legit. It's okay. My dad had three girls and did everything yeah. that he would, most everything he would have done with little boys. I mean, I was riding yeah. TVs at two years old and fishing and racing boats and all that fun and stuff. So yeah. this is the life for me. You can have fun with your dad even though you're a boy. That was it. Yeah. That was the life for me. Yeah. You know, he treated me like I was a little boy. So we did fishing, camping, like all the things, right? Building, like all the things. Um, so. I really wanted to be like my dad. I was like, I want to go serve. I want to go to the military. Like the stories he told were great stories. Um, and when I tried, you know, I was like maybe 22. I had two kids already and tried to go to the Navy. And they were like, I hey, got too many dependents at the time, which I learned it was a recruiter thing. So recruiters, now that we're short, make sure we're, you know, not turning down people who want to come. <laughs> um, be but open. Be open. To those who want to serve. Yep. Um, and then I tried again some time down the road, but I, I was breastfeeding my youngest child and you can't go to the military when you're breastfeeding. Um, they, they won't let you come in. Oh. That is a lactating human. Okay. Um, and then this year was just that year where it was like, I really want to do this and I've been taking my kids to different military history museums so they can learn about like what our country has actually been through and what we've done and how we got to and now service right guides our country and yeah. really supports us. Absolutely. Yeah. And us. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm ready to go to the other side. So I, I talked to a recruiter who's like a really good friend of mine now, like because we've been kicking it back and forth like for months. And I'm like, um, help me, you know, get a break for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> and also serve the country. And yeah, it's been a process. So, so getting a break from your kids mm -hmm. to serve is super admirable. Who takes care of your kids? With my co-parents. Oh, yes. oh nice. So I have amazing co-parents. Uh, my ex-husband and his wife, who his wife is like my best friend. We talk to each other. Right. My daughter actually made the comment, I wouldn't be surprised if you two were secretly married. And I was like... <laughs> It's like the no. best way for them to grow up. So I mean, that's what everybody hopes for, you yeah. know, if you're not together anymore. So yeah, good. So yeah. It'll be a family and yeah. watching you serve and mm -hmm. learning from you. Yeah. Diane, learn what a great role model for a mom. Yeah. And they'll get to watch me go for the big league. So um, I'm serving with the intention to go into leadership. So I'll be going into officer candidate school. Um, the entry is called 09CR, which is basically when you come straight into the military as like a college graduate who is aiming for leadership and to be a change maker mm -hmm. at the administrative level mostly. Nice. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that with our audience. Yeah. And her smile 
You're gonna have to go to the YouTube channel and watch this episode because her smile is so big. You guys have to be so proud. Yes. Um, thank you so much. Um, so coaching during that time will be put aside. It's gonna be put aside. And you'll be a role model to those who wanna lead and go into leadership and possibly serve. And so I want our youth ambassadors to know that there's so much pride in doing that and doing stuff for your country and knowing that when that's the time and saying yes to it. Yeah. So amazing. Will you write a book about it? I may write a book about it. Like that's the first thing that came to I mind. And I'm like, I feel like that's a, an experience as a female entrepreneur and a mother mm -hmm. um, that you definitely will learn so much from and have to share. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Um, so you're a part of Women of Austin. That's how we came to know one another. Yeah. Um, I know you've been on Mindy's podcast and been at some of the events. What's like your number one takeaway from Women of Austin? Oh my goodness. Is I'm like, I'm a newbie to it. I love Mindy. I love you. I'm like, let's talk about it. Cause you've been a part of the community for a while. And yeah. 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 Just that's what connected us. We have to talk about it. Yeah. Number one takeaway from Women of Austin is if you want an authentic group of women who are doing amazing things to be around, that's the place to be. And it doesn't matter what background you come from. It's like fireworks of inspiration. It is right. fireworks of inspiration and energy. Unity, it is like woman power, girl power, all in a bundle and yeah, just wildfire out. Yeah, it's so wonderful being in those rooms and being at the events and stuff. Um, you have done so much in your life and your life is an adventure. What is a life motto or mantra that guides you? Go or has guided you. And conquer. <laughs> and this is by author Roshana C. who was like a poet and like a herpetologist or something of that nature. Um, but I read it in a book in English class in high school and it has stuck with me for the rest of my life. Like, do you talk to your kids about it? Do your kids use the same mantra? They they don't use it the way that I use it, okay. but I have a cup that I drink from that I made and I wrote it inside. So every time they use my cup, yes, <laughs> they see it. Beautiful. Yeah. And you're showing it with your actions. Yeah. I mean, you live that mantra every day, every season, every year. Yeah. Um, that's wonderful. What is, because I kind of got a little off topic, but, you know, I know you have ways that you take care of yourself, be it health, you know, mind, whatnot. I mean, do you have a daily routine that you want to share with us about what kind of keeps you grounded and keeps you growing each day, month, year? Yeah. Breathing um, and deep breathing yeah. and intentional breathing and um, just sitting and having a moment before you think about anything else or do anything else or breathing yourself into the moment of calmness i i didn't realize i was holding my breath so long like years and years of you know barely moving so breathing is the number one way that i take care of myself it's a free drug mm -hmm. it is a free drug peace and happiness yeah amazing and we have um another episode that just aired um on the channel with Brittley Williams, who does breath work. Oh, nice. And have you ever done like a full hour long breath work class? I haven't done a specific breath work class. Yes, it's Ooh. major reset, but yeah, she does breath work coaching. So um, definitely gonna get you her information. So you can at least just follow her and, yeah. and grow on your breath work. Cause yeah. I think it is the number one, you know, happiness vitamin. Yeah. Breath, oxygen, that's, that's free. Mm -hmm. It's free, everybody. You need all those other gimmicks. You see, take care of your health and breathe good air. Yeah. And remember to breathe and not clench your jaw. So yeah. wonderful. Um, you have three humans that I know are probably amazing because they're watching you and you're pouring into them and you're their number one 
cheerleader and I'm sure they're your cheerleaders too, but what do you want your legacy to be? Oh my goodness. I feel like you've just jumped all over and your adventure hasn't settled in, but what do you want your legacy to be? I don't ever want to meet a woman who settled. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, I want my legacy to be the woman who like grandma, mom, you know, Winnie, this amazing trailblazer who just did different things, tried different things and was always on an adventure. Yeah. Like, Always. Like the stories don't end, right? They don't. Or the, that fun season of our life when we have grandchildren or, or yeah. you know what I mean? We're sitting back looking at when we were more mobile or something like that. But, you know, the stories will never end. Yeah. Like I want to be known for the, like being the woman who did a lot yeah. and not a lot as in too much for myself where I couldn't maintain or breathe, but a lot as in I did all the things that helped me like breathe even more and you experience. Connect. There yeah. is so much in this world. Um, and I think that's a lot of what guides me. I've talked about it on a previous episode. Like I, every day is an adventure. Like I am ready every day because I can, I can learn something new. I can meet somebody new. You know, there's so much to learn in the world between cultures and languages and environments. You know, I just, I feel the same way every time I've traveled and I sense that you've been in a lot of different communities. Every time I travel, I'm like, wow, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like there are so many different traditions and meals and foods and, and, and people and looks and styles. And I just, I don't think we'll ever see it all. So like, why not just keep chipping away at it? Right. Yeah. So, um, beautiful. I love your story. I love your mantra. Um, I can't wait to have you back on and do a reunion and hear what your service is like. I want to thank you again for, um, following your heart in making a way to serve and not letting the nose or the not this time stop you because that's super inspirational for our youth ambassadors. Um, we always end our episodes um, with our famous mantra on work hard, smile large. So Winnie, thank you. I know this is just the beginning. I'm so happy you were got vulnerable and shared your um, secret with us today. But for our listeners, we're going to get you all of Winnie's information. You can follow Winning with Winnie and um, the Elevated community. Um, She'll be having a lot to share next year. And make sure you check out her book. We'll also be sharing the link here. So Winnie, thank you so much for joining me. Work hard. Smile large. Welcome to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast, where we explore the outcome of hard work and the power of positivity in our daily lives. In each episode, we'll delve into the benefits of maintaining a positive mindset, hear inspiring stories, and provide tips for cultivating smiles around us. We will highlight healthy habits and living a full life while giving focus to various lifestyles that shine bright in this world as we collaborate with each unique guest to help spread the work hard, smile large vibe. Now is the time to come together, pour into others, and have the youth we mentor and influence daily inspire their peers to become WHSL youth ambassadors too. This podcast is here to support you on your journey and bring others together to build their dreams, achieve goals, and determine what we all want our legacies to be. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe.